message is from Family Worship Center. This message will not only build your life, but will make you experience the transforming love of God. Open up your heart and be blessed. Father, I thank you for your word. The Bible says the entrance of it brings light and it brings understanding. Let there be light. Let there be light in the name of Jesus. Lord, I declare that everybody within the sound of my voice is under the spirit of grace, is under the spirit of truth, and is under the spirit of liberty. Lord, I ask that your word will flow smoothly, graciously, and with liberty. And Lord, that you will breathe upon it this morning in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask for a healing of the sick amongst us. And every demon come out of that person right now. In the name of Jesus, I command you to leave every generational pattern, curse, limitation. In the name of Jesus, I command you to go. In the name of Jesus, I speak peace and I speak soteria over all of you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because your word will be glorified. And you will be glorified in Jesus' name. Turn your Bibles to 1 Kings chapter 17. 1 Kings 17. And I'm going to read from verse 8. Seventeen verse 8. I hope you brought your Bible to church. Pastor Wilson does a very good job of asking you to show your Bible. But I've used that time to talk on our tribe, so let us continue. First Kings 17 verse 8. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. It's amazing why God will not command a king or a businessman or a big person to feed somebody, but he sends him to a poor person. And that already speaks volumes, isn't it? Because it sounds like a setup. Sounds like a setup. He said, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, please bring me a little water in a, in a cup and I will drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bean and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, do not fear. Go and do as you said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And afterward, make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord, the Lord God of Israel, the bean of law shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry, until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went away and did according to the word of the Lord, of, of the word of Elijah. And she and he and her household ate for many days. Oh, it was more than even her son. It was she and he and her household. I'm seeing that for the first time. I, we used to always think it was she and the son. But it is she and he and her household that ate for many days. For the bean of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. 
Before I forget this thought about God sending Elijah to the widow, let me, insta- let me say from the beginning right here that when God is asking anything from you, it's a setup. That God will look through the city and jump all the billionaires, all the millionaires, all the big people, all the DGs, the permanent secretaries, and come to you a widow. It's a setup. So whatever God asks from you is a setup. Hallelujah. Can you see that in the reading of the scripture? That God will not ask you for anything except that he has decided or determined to bless you. That whatever God is going to require of you is because he has a plan. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28, and I'm going to read the scripture that we all are so familiar with by now. Matthew 28, verse 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. I am with you always. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And everybody says, Amen. Romans chapter 1, we've been reading that the past seven, eight weeks. Romans chapter 1, verse 8, verse 16, sorry. Romans 1, 16, he says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it... In the gospel of righteousness, for in it is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, everybody, the just shall live by faith. Praise the Lord. So this morning I'm saying the world needs us. The world needs us. I want you to know that your mother and your father need you. Your brothers and sisters need you. Your cousins, your uncles, your aunts at this time of hardship need you. Everybody you are connected with in the office, your neighbors, everybody needs you. Say amen. Amen. And it is a privilege to be needed. May you not be the one that is needing. May you always be the one needed. So this morning, I want you to know that everybody around you needs you. The world needs us. I want to say, I want to start by saying the church is the hope of the world. We, the body of Christ, are the hope of the world. And the world needs us. Even if they do not know they, they need us. And a lot of times they don't even know they need us. Praise the Lord. So the widow of Zarephath did not know that she needed the intervention of a man of God. She was just living in her reality. But God knew what she needed. And so God sent Elijah to her. God needed for her to see his power, to know him, to know his power. And so God sent a man of God. There is somebody waiting on you whom God is going to send you to so that they can see the power and the glory of God. I was so happy when I came in and they were singing, the glory of the Lord is about to be revealed. The glory of the Lord is coming down. The glory of the Lord comes through people. The glory of God comes through people. The glory of God comes through you. When you pay somebody's school fees, that's the glory of God. When you intervene in somebody's sickness, that's the glory of God. 
when you pay somebody's rent, that's the glory of God. When you give people food, that is the glory of God. When those ladies, Dora, Theodora, when the two of them ensured that you, they took you to the hospital and ensured that your bills were paid, that was the glory of God. And I know a lot of times we are expecting the glory of God to be clouds and fire and all. That too is the glory of God. But on a daily basis, the glory of God is coming. The glory of God is coming down. It's coming down through you and through me. And may the glory of God always come down through you every day in Jesus' name. Shout a better amen. amen. So she needed Elijah to show her the power and the glory of God. And like I said, there is someone somewhere waiting for you to show him the glory of God. Creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. They need to see the real, authentic, honest, strong, powerful, loving, but simple church. They need to see the church in its authenticity. They need to see the powerful church. They need to see the glorious church. They need to see the loving church. People need to encounter God through us. They need to contact the genuine, pure, undiluted word of God, motivated by compassion and by love. They need to see that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can hardly wait after this Sunday to load up a truck of rice and beans and corn and all and send to my village. I can hardly wait for that. They need to see the power of God. They need to see this power. And I can hardly wait for all of you around the, 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 the country. You sit in here, send a bag of rice, a bag of beans somewhere. Make sure something is moving from you. Make sure some glory is moving from you to somebody in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are blessed to be a blessing. You are not just blessed to decorate yourself and come and sit here looking cute on a Sunday. You are sent, you are to go and show the glory of God. That was, Elijah, that was what Elijah did that morning. He was sent to go and show the glory of God. So I want to say this morning, there's a need to start many churches, many gatherings of God's people in every possible location, territory, city, village, in virgin places. They need, we need to start churches everywhere. So that we can fulfill the great commission, the mandate of preaching, teaching, healing, solving problems, meeting needs, and setting people free. God's greatest need and only need on earth is the advancement of his kingdom. His kingdom is to go, his command is to go into all the world. Go all the world. And you know, you have to go to your world. You have to go to your village. You have to go to that place you grew up in, Nasarawa, in Kakuri, wherever you grew up, wherever your own town you were in. You need to go there and show the glory of God and take the gospel there. And the gospel may not just be you preaching. It may just be that bag of rice and beans you are going to send this month. And that is the glory of God. So we are to go to all the world, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. God commanded Elijah to take the good news to that woman, to meet her where she was. Jesus came all the way to us to meet us where we are. Question is, what if Elijah did not go to that woman? What would have happened? She would have eaten her last flour, and what would have happened? What would have happened if Jesus didn't come? You know where you would have been, isn't it? But look at the difference Jesus made. So coming and going is so important. We can't sit in our comfort zones because somebody will die, somebody will starve, somebody will be lost, somebody will be confused forever, somebody will be depressed. There is a depressed person right now waiting for you to go and show them the glory of God. Oh, you better stay with me this morning and answer me, encourage me. And I know you are beginning to suspect my, where I'm going, isn't it? 
Don't suspect me. Just listen to the word of God. So church planting is taking the message, the good news to the people where they are, even if, though, even if they don't know that they need it. I want to say that there are a lot of bad churches in Nigeria. True or false? A lot of cold churches, dead churches, a lot of religious church churches that you went through for years and didn't know Jack until you came here. True or false? You were a Christian for 15 years or 16 years, but you didn't know anything. You couldn't read your Bible until you came here. True or false? Show me by a raise of hand if I'm talking about you. And so there are so many bad churches, dead churches and all, that we need to take Family Worship Center to those places to dilute it. We need to dilute it. We need to reduce the strength of those bad churches, reduce the strength of those lukewarm churches. And I'm so grateful for the Pentecostal movement because it moved the Orthodox Church. Now they are singing, they are clapping, they are dancing. Churches that used to say you can't raise a hand, now they are dancing. I went to Equa Church and saw them dancing. You know what? Because we, we, we infiltrated the system and we, we, we made them, we, we shook them. Hallelujah. I was in the Lutheran church the other day. They were singing and clapping. I said, You can't understand. Only, I, I don't even know how to say that in English. But ask somebody to interpret it. So we need to take this church to the nooks and crannies so that we will, less, more, less people will be deceived, less people will be taken advantage of. So we take it to, the, to somewhere where they were being deceived and show the light and they come out of the, of the darkness. And so we are diluting the system. We are making it a better place than it is right now. Somebody say amen. amen. So I wrote here, we need to reduce the number of people who have been deceived, who have been taken advantage of, and being kept in the darkness of religion. They need the light. Somebody say amen. amen. So Elijah went all the way, not to take advantage of the widow, but to give her advantage. He went there to solve her problems. And God is sending Family Worship Center to every nook and cranny of Nigeria to, not to take advantage, but to give advantage to people. Thank you. You ought to encourage me. That hallelujah was from heaven. The most important and highest form of assistance we can give to any community on earth is to preach the gospel of the kingdom to them. So the world is waiting for preachers and teachers and care group leaders who are full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. Every pastor listening to me in every state of Nigeria, family worship center, your mandate is to be full of grace and truth because that was what Jesus was full of. Preachers who are full of grace and truth, preachers who are full of compassion, who will teach nothing but the pure word of God in truth and in power. Preachers who will go out there and reverse generational patterns, reverse generational limitations, and reverse generational curses. Somebody say amen. We need teachers who will bring hope to the people. Pastors and teachers and preachers and care group leaders who will deliver people from bondages, oppression, sickness, and disease and poverty. There is somebody who is waiting out there for you to, to bring them out of poverty. Poverty of the spirit, poverty of the mind, and poverty of, of the body. Hallelujah. Preachers who will liberate people from demon oppression, sin, and hell. Somebody say amen. Amen. Luke chapter 16, Luke chapter 4, verse 16. This was Jesus. He entered, let me, let me read it, let me not spoil it. Luke chapter 4 and verse 16. So he came to Nazareth and he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. 
And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Let's read it together. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. That was what Jesus went to, came to do. And that is what we are sending people to villages, to cities, to towns to do. We are sending them to do exactly what Jesus did. And if you are a pastor in any place and you are not doing this, you need to reverse and go back to where we send you, what we send you to do. We send you to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, not to break their hearts anymore, not to laden people with religious things and religious requirements and condemnation or guilt, not to make their weight heavier than it already is, that we lighten their burdens, that we set them free, that we heal the brokenhearted, that we, we help. Help, we help the poor, that we remove poverty. Somebody say amen. amen. The Bible says to proclaim liberty to the captive. There is somebody that is held in a captivity and believe that they will always fail. They believe they will not amount to anything. They believe they will always be poor. Your job as a pastor, your job as a care group leader, your job as a minister of the gospel, your job as a family person, that person in that family is to remove those burdens. Your job as to your brothers and sisters is to set them free. Set your brothers and sisters free. Set your cousins free. Set everybody around you free. That is your job. If you have the spirit of the living God, that is what you are sent to do. I am anointed to remove burdens. I am anointed to solve problems. I am anointed to comfort the brokenhearted. Don't go and tell your brother, it serves you right. Are you mad? If God was to give you what served you right, you will not be sitting where you are. Where you are. That no matter where people are, we take them out. We don't push them in. Hallelujah. We don't make their condition worse. We make it better. Jesus Christ came to set the captives free and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Every time, anytime you go and you help somebody, you are proclaiming the acceptable year of the Lord. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Recovery of blind to the sight. Liberty to those who are oppressed. That is what every church, every branch, every pastor, care group leader, Christian should be doing. When that woman and her son encountered Elijah, their lives were transformed forever. Hallelujah. The preaching of the gospel releases the power of God that has the ability to change lives and remove spiritual blindness forever. That is why we are planting churches, to save people, to break the power of Satan over people's lives, to heal marriages and unite families and relationships, and to bring the good news of God to the people like Jesus did to us. Jesus brought us good news. So the world needs family worship center. It needs real people, loving people. And in family worship center, I make bold to say that we really do care. We care. And if you ask anybody, you ask the person sitting next to you, they know we care. We are a loving and sincere person. In fact, God referred to Family Worship Center in a vision one time in 1993. God referred to us as the center of love and sincerity. He never called Family Worship Center. The guy had a vision early in the morning at Aikide. He had a vision in the morning, and he went to heaven, and God was telling him stuff about Family Worship Center, and God never referred to us as Family Worship Center. God referred to us as the center of love and sincerity, and that will never cease. 
But you know what Atta was trying to ask God? Is where is earring okay? Is trouser okay? Because he was, much as he loved us, they were still confused about my skirts and my long leggings. So he was asking God about earrings and, and God didn't answer him. Because certain things don't, are not important. However, we should be decent. And I make bold to see that our congregation is changing. I am seeing less bodies and less buttocks and less breasts hanging out. I'm seeing less breasts flowing out. Let's clap onto the Lord. No breast will show up in this church. Every breast will be tucked in and covered. Every buttocks will be covered in the name of Jesus. No armpit, no breast, nothing, no brocos showing. Everything must be where it is. Say amen, somebody. I know you missed me. <laughs> I am also dangerously blessed. <laughs> we are real. We, are, we build lasting relationships. We give. We are givers in Family Worship Center. The world needs us. And that is why we are going to all the six geopolitical zones of Nigeria. Please put up all those places we are going to. I'm not going to list them. Hallelujah. Put them up, Phil. Hallelujah. We are going to Benue State, Katinala, Ojo, Vandekia, Angpa, Kaba, Okene, of Akwanga, Igon, Nasarawa, Bukuru, Lantang, Pangshin, Shandam. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Kuduru, Asobidis is FCT, Uke, Ido, Suleja, Kaduna, Robochi, Guagua, Zuba, Sauka, Keti, keep going, Azare, Biliri, Gembu, Mambila, Takum, Wukari, Gashua, Potiskom, Kaduna, Goningora, Yakoa Street, Salka, Zuru, keep clapping onto the Lord. We are going to Inewi, we are going to Enugu, to Mbise, hallelujah. We are going to Agege, Ikorodu, Ikotunleki, Surulere, Ijebode, Owo, Ileisha, Akwa Ibomi, Eket, Brass, Nembe, 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 Agbo, Ugeli, Auchi, Ekoma, Boni, Okrika. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Clap onto the Lord. So we are going to about 54 places. Somebody stand up and shout unto the Lord. Shout unto the Lord. Shout! Shout! And be seated. Thank you. We are going there. We are going there in drops, in seeds, but it grows. So what is your role? I want you to pray heartfelt prayers and sincere prayers for the church growth and success. I want you to support in leadership roles. That whenever they transfer you, to any city, you don't go there and say, well, it's not like Wuye. It will not be like Wuye. This Wuye is 30 years old. This Wuye is 30 years old, and it has taken us a lot of falling and standing to stand now. And so you go to the city, you are going to support it, you are going to join that family worship center, and don't say, no, I don't feel, it's not about you. It's about the kingdom of God. It's about expanding the kingdom of God. It's about taking the message to people who need it. The Bible says the things that have been committed to you, you go and commit it to other people. So it's not about going to a cozy, nice church. Say, no, pastor, it doesn't feel like family worship center. No, it will not feel like family worship center. It just started. It needs to grow. It will take one year, two years, three years, four years, 10 years, 15 years. And one day it will be like family worship center. But you have to support it. 
What is your role? You are going to send your relations and people you know who don't go to church to that place. What I like about the churches we are planting is that people who didn't go to church before are going. People who didn't believe in these small churches, they are going. Because we are different. Because we come with the good news to give advantage, not to take advantage. Somebody say amen. amen. So that is where we are going next month. And what is your role is financial support. They say, I, I knew pastor was going somewhere with this message. I'm glad you know, meaning that I have taught you well, so you know where anything and any message is going. Hallelujah. So financial support. Let me start with the widow of Zarephath. She was poor. She was broke. She had her last meal, but God went to her. Why didn't God go to the, somebody who had bags and bags and bags of flour and had rice and beans? He went to the person who had nothing because he was setting her up to bless her. He has seen that maybe she was faithful somewhere and he needed to encourage her. So sometimes the way you think God is going to bless you is not the way he's going to bless you. And some things will look like a set It's like, God, I'm believing you for this and, you are, and this church people are about to collect the little I have. That's how God works. The Bible says his ways are not like our ways. The way up in God's arithmetic is to go down. And the way down is up. So God does not think or reason like we do. So she needed a miracle. But she had to walk by faith. She had to release what she had so God could release what she needed. What she had was not enough. What she had was not good enough. What she had was temporal and was ending and ceasing. But what God had is eternal, was eternal. And what she had could only feed her and her son. But what God had for her was to feed her, her son, and her household. Hallelujah. And so God is coming at this time when petrol is 800 naira on its way to 1,000, unless God intervenes. And he's coming and placing a demand on you. What kind of God is that? And you know what the prophet said? He said, give me first. Let me eat first. The prophet, he get liver. He get liver. But see, when God sends you, it's without apologies. Just like I'm not apologizing from asking from you, I'm going to collect what you have because God needs it. It's not me. I don't need it. In fact, even myself, I'm giving. That's the good thing about Family Worship Center. The pastors don't tell you. Pastor Ina and I have never told you what we didn't do. If anything, we did it first, and then we ask you to do. And so God wanted to bless the widow, and he sent, he asked for her to give. Can you imagine? You want to bless the person you are saying, give me first. The person will say, ah, what kind of abra abracadabra be this? This is 419. This is a scam. But that is how God, wants to, God works. For anybody or most of the people in the Bible whom God blessed, they had to release something. What she had was not enough and was finishing. So she needed God's unending supply. In this time of hardship and suffering, you need a miracle from God. You need miracles from God. You need unending and unceasing miracles. But you need to... You, you need God's help, but you will have to let go of what you have first so that God will release what you need. Truly, let me say at this point that faith does not make sense. A lot of times, faith must, does not make sense, and yet the Bible enjoins us to walk by faith. The just shall live by faith. She had to give Elijah first, and after he ate and was satisfied, then she and her son could eat, and they had excess. 
Now, I'm not saying that you pastors should go into all your houses in the villages in Ekiti, Ota, in, in Oka, and be saying, oh, yeah, whether widow, bring your rice, bring your rice. No, that's not the point. That's an abuse of position. But there is a time God will send you to certain people, not because they, you, you need what they have, but because God has to help them. And even in life, look at how they give loans. You, you need money to build or money to buy a house. They will ask you, what is your equity contribution? You cannot, nobody will give you something if you don't have something. The Bible says to him who has, more will be given. And to him who doesn't have, even what he doesn't have will be taken from him. So you have to have something in order for God to bless you. You have to give something in order for God to bless you. You say, I thought they said this was a good church. I didn't know it was all, like all of them. No, the word of God is consistent. The word of God is, the word of God is the same. So now it's not a time to hoard or to hold back, or to start eating your tithes. I like what Sister Grace said on Friday. He said, if a farmer said the, the season is hard, and there is no rain and all, and this is my seed, I'm going to eat it. Will he have a harvest next time? A farmer has to plant that seed, no matter what is happening, even if there is no food. I know that in the villages, even when they don't have corn to eat at that time, there is always a seed, and nobody takes that seed and eats it. No matter what the hunger, you people will be drinking, you will be going in the bush and looking for something to eat, but that seed must be up there because it needs to be planted. And today, whatever you have is a seed. That thing you have that you have been saving and wait, wishing God, wait, wishing for more, God is saying, even that one, you have to let go, so I give you what I have. You have to let go of what I have, so that, what you have, so that I give you what I have. So she took a step of faith and obeyed the prophet, and she prospered. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24. Put it up there. There is one who scatters, yet increases, yet increases more. And there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. Verse 25, let's read it together. The generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will also be watered himself. So we are going to be giving in order for the 54 churches to be planted. We are actually starting with 45 churches because that was the number of pastors we have. We don't have up to 54 pastors, and we're even going to interview and um, see what we have. Um, so if uh, whatever we can get, we will start from there. But by the grace of God, before the year ends, uh, runs out, we are going to plant the rest of the churches. So we have estimated, this was before price fuel hike and all this nonsense going on. We had estimated 10 million per church. And so we're expected to raise 54 million. But thank God, some 540 million. Sorry, thank you so much, you're listening. Thank God, we are not raising that today because some people have given. So from people's giving and what we have saved, we have raised 260 million. Clap unto the Lord. So we shall be raising 280 million. But I just made it to a round figure of 300 million. And we are raising it in one month. You say, ah, pastor, how is it going to happen? Listen to me closely. Anything God asks you to give is because he knows you already have it. There is over one billion right sitting in front of in me right now. You say, I don't have it. Then God is not talking to you now. The people who have it, they don't make noise. If God says give 500 million and all you have, you have 5,000, what is your own? Don't complain about Just, Just trust God for your 5,000 because even that 5,000 is going to give you a headache. Because if you already complain, it's going to give you a headache. 
because you need the same faith with, to give your 5,000, and the person who needs the 500 million needs the same faith. So God never asks us to give anything we don't have. He asks us to give only what we have. When he sent Elijah to that woman, he knew she could feed him. God knew that woman could feed him. If the woman said, no, I don't have one, God would have passed and looked for somebody else. Yeah, because any and every opportunity you pass, somebody else takes it. And that is why you are surprised at how people, uh -huh, you are surprised at how people are making it and you're not seeing it. Because you've been passing all the opportunities God has been giving you. And somebody else has just been collecting it and collecting it. And so the person who has, more will be given to him. And you who say you don't have, you will never have. So start saying, I have. Amen. You have roped yourself in, so you are bringing out these 300. I'm just kidding. So these are the categories, and we normally make it easy for people to give. Like I said, and I'm saying it again, I believe that there is more than 300 million naira listening to me right now. So these are the different categories. 30 people to give 10 million naira each. That will give us 300 million. 300 people to give us 1 million naira each. That will be 300 million. 600 people to give 500,000 naira each. That would be 300 million. And 1,200 people to give 250K each or more. That would be 300 million. 3,000 people each giving 100K each. That would be more than or more. That would be it. And the rest can give whatever. Say, thank God they didn't call me. Oh, me say my own, my hand no day for this thing. Oh. If all you have is 1,000 naira, you better drop it. If all you have is 2,000 naira, you better drop it. If all you have is 50,000, drop it. Don't say, ah, they didn't call me, so my hand no day. Everybody's hand is. And remember, it's a setup. I have two more minutes. It's a setup. God is setting us up. There is no time we have given God in this place that he did not give back to us. I just want to let you know that I'm getting richer by the day. Not because of anything, but because I'm giving. Givers will never lack. And so because, and I've told you before, that any category I set the highest, that's where I'm going. So by the grace of God, I will be the first person to give my first 10 million naira. Yeah, I, I, will, I lead by example. So I already wrote my check. And you know why some pastors won't do this? Is they are afraid, ah, if this pastor can give 10 million, then it doesn't mean she needs my offering. You better bring your offering home. Because it is your offering I'm gathering, I'm giving back home. You say, ah. So pastors will never do what I'm doing. Because if I give 10 million, then I shut. No, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not walking by what you give me. I'm walking by what the word says. The Bible says if I give, it shall be given back to me. And how God gives me is his business. So I will be the first person, Pastor Wilson, come. Just so that these people don't think I'm, I'm deceiving them. I want to be the first person to give. And you know, the Bible says you should not give and expose. So that what your left hand, that's why some people squeeze their offering so that what, what they are giving their right hand will not know. <laughs> I'm doing this only to motivate you. And only because I know that I'm going to give more. So normally I will tell you this basic one so that I motivate you to give. Because there are people sitting with 10 million. If I don't give, they will think 10 million is too big to give. So I need to lay the example of 10 million. Pastor Wilson, where are you? Don't call the one that is on top. Just this one. 
How much is this? Don't call this one, just this one. How much is here? 10 million. Is that the truth? 10 million naira, but there's something on top. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Which to be paid on the 23rd of July, 2023. It's a Bank check. And what address is this? Family Ministries International, account 0043660018. 10 million naira access bank. I do that just as an, as an example, not to boast, not to brag, just to encourage somebody else who has 10 million to give so that their heart does not fail. God has never failed me. All of you who have been in this church have seen me give the highest, and God has not failed me. So put up, thank you, Pastor Wilson. Put, put up for me Second Corinthians chapter, my time has finished, and my message has finished. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, chapter, I have it here. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, I think. Where is it? 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7, amplified. Let each one give as he has made up his own mind and proposed in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully, not reluctantly or sorrowfully, or under compulsion. For God loves. He takes pleasure. No, let's read this thing together. It's too sweet. Let's start together. Let each one, everybody, stand up, stand up. We're going home. Let each one give as he has made up his own mind and propose in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion. For God loves, he takes pleasure in, prizes above other things, and is unwilling to abandon or to do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt to do it giver whose heart is in his giving. Is that the word of God? So God knows what you can do. Don't disappoint him. He knew what the widow could do. He knew the widow could feed Elijah, and he sent her to him. He sent him to her. So sit down for a moment. Get a piece of paper. Faith is when you hear the word of God and do it immediately. Because as you are going out now, <laughs> Satan will say, you, you won't give them, you'll be mad. You'll be mad. <laughs> so we are going to give it under the atmosphere of faith. You know what? God already told you what to give. Put the categories up there. God, you already, okay, so listen. God did not give me to, listen to me. Listen. You will not hear a voice say, give 10 million. Or one million, or five hundred thousand. But you will have hear a voice say, "You have ten million. You have one million. You have five hundred k." That was what happened to the woman. It was what she had that she gave. It was not what she had the spirit say. It was what she had. Am I preaching scriptures? It was what she had. So. There's no need to think deep. <laughs> There's no need to go and pray and fast. <laughs> you know what you have. Write it on the piece of paper and hand it over to us. If you need to confer with your husband and wife, do it. It's, it's, it's a one-minute decision. It's a pastor. I cannot be manipulated. Please carry your money home. Marijuana. I, it is not my message. When people are saved in the cities, listen, in the last two years, since we have planted churches, 
When we started Planted Churches, Family Worship Center was 7,500 people. As at last Sunday, rain and all, going up, we are now over 22,000 people on a Sunday. Meaning that on, on a Thanksgiving day, we will be more than 30, this November will be more than 30,000. That is the power of church growth. Because the light is entering everywhere. So, right. I give you, I'm done preaching, Pastor Wilson. My clock stopped and I'm done. Pastor Wilson, come and help me. Right. Those Just of you clap who need to the Lord. Some of you don't know what you have. You may need to go home and do it. But if you know what you have, you already know. So you already know what you can do. Please do it. And the money must come in in the next one, one month. month. One we are month. going to pray. Pastor Wilson, help me pray over this and pray for the people and all. When you are old and you have become a boss, you can make other people do the work. So, Pastor Wilson. Praise God. Over to you. Have you finished I'm writing? We can stand and pray. Hallelujah. We can stand and pray. Somebody said, I have an amount, it's not here. You are free to bring it. 7 million, 8 million, 5 million, 20 4 million, million 20 million, 100 million. Put it. Put it. Pastor Wilson, please let me say this. This is important, but in the light of what we are doing right now, I need you to go and be a blessing to somebody. Please send some food to some people. Send a little money to somebody. Let us, the, the church is the welfare system of Nigeria. The church is the welfare system. We are the ones taking care of one another. The government is not taking, it's not helping us. In fact, they are taking from us. So please, in the next one month, bless somebody. Send some food back to the village. Do something. Take from your abundance and help somebody. Is that okay? Thank you for listening to this message. You will be blessed when you do the things that you have heard. You can make a brand new start in life by becoming a child of God. It's as easy as believing in your heart as you say the following prayer. Jesus, I thank you for dying for me. Jesus, come into my heart today and be my Lord and Savior. I declare right now that I am born again. In Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations if you just said that prayer. It is important that you join a Bible-believing church immediately so that you grow in knowing Christ. We would love to have you visit our church in Abuja, Nigeria. For more information about this ministry, you can visit our website at www.fwcabuja.org. God bless you. Family Worship Center. We care.